Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the iGen UK podcast. I hope you're hearing it this week because uh, last week we did have some issues with our feed. Nothing to do with us. It's being looked into. Hopefully you're hearing this one and last week's gets added at some point. If you didn't find last week's, it is available on Spotify and as a direct download thing. I tweeted out. We did it from the iGen UK account as well. It's it's very findable. You'll find it. Don't worry. You found this one. Congrats. Um, Dale, how are you doing? I'm all right. Um, I guess... Just thinking as well, they could just Google IGN UK podcast. What was it, 649? It was 649. This is 650. Yeah, and you find Um, the article with the link straight away. You can get it. You can get it. We would normally do some sort of uh, live show or special every 50 episodes, but we might have something later in this year that we're teasing, maybe. Who knows? We don't know yet. There might be something. But we have got kind of something special this week because Uh we've got a new voice. We've got another Matt. Matt. Explain yourself. Who are you? Hi, everybody. Hi, gamers. Uh, thanks oh, for- <laughs> he's ruined it already. Um, thanks so much for welcoming me on. Uh, I'm the UK social coordinator for uh, IGM. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think video games are pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> if you, me, really. He hates movies, hates so TV. If, if people see any bad tweets, which I would say there's not been any of yet from the IGN UK account, I think there's been an uptick in uh, in good stuff. But if anyone does see anything bad, they can blame you. As All you my say. fault, absolutely. Exactly. Um, as usual, we do have some questions for new people on the podcast. And we're going to put you in the hot seat now. And I will restrict you to one on each. And none of this indecisiveness. I want you to tell everyone that. And this is this is also crucial. Matt with one T. We need one yeah. way to separate. Because if God forbid there's ever a week where it's one of us and both Matt's on the podcast, oh, we're in Jesus. trouble. Jesus, yeah. Not one of you's going to be Matthew for a week. I mean, there is um, also Matt P and and um, Matt, and J. Matt J. I yeah. Used to, or one uh, T. We call one T one titty. One. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're okay with that because you're the one T. I used to. But, uh, okay. I used to work in an office for a little while with three mats in it, so I was MJ for a little while, and that's kind of stuck with me. That's, yeah. That's someone, uh, there is someone else who kind of goes by MJ as well, though, isn't there? Which one? I mean, there's, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Are you talking Spider-Man? Are you talking oh, yeah, of the, uh, I was thinking the of, uh, disgraced king of pop? I was thinking um, of <laughs> Michael Jordan, too. That's nice. Yeah, Michael Jordan, that Fucking one. He's hell, probably the, he's a good one. He's a good one. God, there's a lot of them. Um, Mary J. Blige. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's pop it. Um, Matt, what's your favourite game ever? Easy um, question. It's... For PlayStation 1, it's uh, part of the Mega Man Legends series. It's called The Misadventures of Tron Bon. What? It's <laughs> that is... That is uh, I can't tell if that... I think that's a real answer. It's um, genuinely fantastic. Like, video games peaked with, uh, with that. We've yeah. got another Jesse Gomez curveball on our hands, haven't we? Like, somebody <laughs> just throws out things that you were not expecting. For anyone... Everybody that's familiar. listening to that that loves it has just popped. Like, oh my that's god, true. finally some that recognition. Is that is probably one. Um, why is it so good? It's kind of every game all at once. It's oh, like sick. kind of an, <laughs> it's kind of an action adventure. It's kind of a like box stacking game. It's kind of a like delivery service game. 
Uh, it sounds got, like Death Stranded. <laughs> it's a it's a little bit like an RPG too. Like it's oh, it's great. Mm-hmm. Like and all of it, it does really well. Um, and criminally underplayed, unfortunately. But I'm I've just got looking at screenshots now. You seem to play as some sort of giant mech. Mm-hmm. This would this would definitely interest our other Matt, who is, as we know, a mech perv. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you know what? Looking at this, if I played it at the time, I definitely would have been into it. I, I imagine it's quite hard. to to go back to it's still really find. good still absolutely holds up what uh, is metacritic can... mate that's what we need to know <laughs> so, do we need to know yes i need to know <laughs> i'll find it i've got this hope with all the uh playstation plus classic stuff that they've done they'll probably put it on the service at some Ooh, point so will, will sony deem it a classic it's fingers got, crossed uh, i mean it's has it got individual reviews because it looks like it was in was it in the megaland was it in like the collection or did it have it's oh, not no, here no. We go. yeah we gave it a seven point five oh, on okay. IGN, which isn't a bad score. But mm. you know, you know, um, maybe one day. Do you know what? One day we'll check it out. Um, best film? What's this one? Is this is this a really obscure one? Yeah, I don't know if you've heard about this movie. It's called The Prestige. Oh, is it? Is it genuinely your favorite? Yeah, you it's it's up there. No, <laughs> someone's trying to make a good first impression. Aren't yeah, you? it saves me a question <laughs> after this as well. So I appreciate that. Uh, it is good. Are you going with The Prestige or? Sure, we'll put that down. Let's do that easy. And I don't think you're being sincere here. Yeah? <laughs> sure, we'll put that down. What, what's your real favourite film? It is hard. Hmm. Uh, Did they make a film of the misadventures of Trombon? I've been petitioning them. I've been. <laughs> I'm knocking on Capcom's door every week, and they've uh, yet to accept me or let me in. Um, TV show. Go on. What's that one? So I'm not sure about. I know that, you're big into your anime. I do. I bloody love that anime, don't I? Like uh, this season, I'm I'm really watching um, Spy X Family, which is fantastic. Like mm-hmm. even if you aren't an anime fan, I absolutely recommend doing that. But uh, the other show, like the best thing that's been airing this year, is Barry. Obviously, utterly fantastic. I am still not on the Barry mm, train. It's same. one of those I've got on the list. I need to get on it. I've all I've heard is that it's excellent. Yeah. How do you? How can you watch it in the UK? I'm not admitting that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Surely there must be some available way. I'm on sure. Sky or something. There's probably a method. Now, so if you're one of these people that hates people typing on a podcast, I apologise because I'm typing in. It looks like. I don't know. You have to buy it on Amazon. What? But you can still watch it on Amazon. That's how you watched it, wasn't it, Matt? On Amazon, yeah, you yeah, paid for it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you can. Oh, it's all on. It looks like it's all on Now TV. Oh, there you, you can go. watch on Now TV. There you go. Lovely. Easy. Um, I do really want to watch that because I'm a big mm. Bill Hader fan. And yeah, all I've heard is that it's really, is it just really good dark humour for most of it as well? Sure. Yeah. I think that uh, this season's kind of taken a turn into way more of a drama. Like there's still mm-hmm. comedy to it, but it's it's decided to flip the expectation. It was definitely a dark comedy to begin with, but now it's very much more a drama about like where the first seasons are about this premise of this guy that does murders, but he's also kind of nice. This season mm-hmm. is about like that mask kind of slipping. And okay. it's like, who would the person that would be doing this actually be? Mm. Um, so it's yeah. got a little bit of those like Dexter and Breaking Bad sort of things mm-hmm. to it. I suppose. Yeah, totally. Exciting. That is a good recommendation for anyone. I'm, I'm, you know, not from me. I haven't watched it, but Matt's recommending it. So, you know, it must be good. If you like the misadventures of Trombon, you'll love Barry. Same, same thing. Well, I mean, yeah. the misadventures of Trombon is everything. So there is a little bit of Barry in it. 
Exactly. Um, let's go on to what we actually talk about, because we've got quite a few little things to talk about this week. Uh, one not so little is a new Marvel show, Miss Marvel, which has been airing for three weeks now, and we haven't spoken about it yet. I think we're all quite positive about this. I think it's been a nice breath of fresh air, because do you know what? I was I, I was getting a little bit of that Marvel fatigue after Moon Knight, after Doctor Strange. I thought they were relative low points for Marvel, mm. but... Miss Marvel is just a delight, really, and I think the thing that it's a lot—it's something that a lot of people have pointed out—is that it just—it's so nice that it has its own visual identity and its own style to it. Like it reminds me a lot of the Spider-Man PS4 game in its uh, presentation. I just like, yeah, it's almost like a bit Edgar Wrighty at times as well, the way they do camera work and uh, some of the edits. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's some technical terms for you. Uh, what are you guys thinking? <laughs> uh, you... I've only seen one episode so far, mm-hmm. so. But I can, assuming it stays consistent, I agree yeah. with you in terms of the style and tone. Um, I think it's it's really trying to create its own identity, whereas stuff like Falcon and the Winter Soldier and even WandaVision, like they just they just exist in this sort of really vanilla sort of presentation. It's just like it's just Marvel story. Whereas this is like okay, no, we've got this character and it's a young visually interesting character in terms of like her comic book obsession and what her char- what her abilities are and let's weave that into the presentation mm-hmm. of the show not just in terms of uh, like cgi and stuff but in terms of, like you said in terms of the camera work and even the dialogue and way actors perform with each other i'm really really enjoying it so far it also did something which is a massive pet peeve of mine is <laughs> in films and tv when people are texting each other and you just get little bubbles pop up with the text and we've just, mm. right, so I'm reading for a bit, am I now? <laughs> like, it's about, I just find it a really dull experience, but I thought in the first episode, they do a really like cinematic approach to conveying mm-hmm. those text messages between each other by using the environment. And it was such a cool like style touch that I think really yeah. demonstrated how much effort they're putting into the presentation. I think this is one as well that crucially you don't have to be big into the MCU to enjoy mm. it all. It feels like like a teen high school thing for most of the time with some superhero stuff thrown in. Um, we're not going to, we should say we're not really going to spoil much, but I know there's one thing in the latest episode you wanted to point out, Matt. Yeah, I, I think that some of the, the conflicts, because they need to have you know some baddies doing stuff, I think mm-hmm. that it's a little bit contrived. It okay. seems it seems as if the like the thing that is propelling the you know one side wants this thing and one side wants the other just doesn't seem to really work for me and without spoiling mm-hmm. you know I can't get into specific yeah, details yeah. but it really did tick mean. me out like they I, kind of have to force this sort of villain stuff in there where you know for a I mean you kind of have to because that's what you know superheroes need their villains don't they mm. but at the same time it's like. I just would be happy watching six episodes of Iman Vellani. who's just incredible in this role, just having a really fun time with these new powers. I guess, would you though? Like, because I, I need, so there needs to be an fun. element of drama, right? And the drama just can't be she's trying to not get caught by her parents. I guess mm. the the drama needs to there needs to be some sort of conflict and a reason why she's doing these things and what she's going after. Mm-hmm. Um, so I yeah, I haven't seen the two or second or third episode, so I have no idea what this. Yeah. character that this is but yeah mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm into it I just yeah like I said it's just it, feel, it just feels it's kind of it's feel good whereas you know for the start of Moon Knight I was really into it I was in like big into um, whatchamacallit Ethan Hawke's character mm-hmm. thought I was, Oscar Isaac was great but then it just kind of really did go downhill for me quite quickly and just turned into another big 
Marvel Fight Fest, which I just didn't enjoy. I don't think this one's going to head quite in that direction, I'm hopeful. But um, yeah, I'm just more intrigued to see how, and even if they are going to, I assume they are, going to like merge characters like Moon Knight and characters like Miss Marvel into this grander picture because yeah. I just this seems so unique compared to the other stuff I don't know how that that is gonna mesh in well Miss Marvel is confirmed that she's in Captain Marvel too yeah I'm just yeah, yeah I'm just wondering how they do that if yeah if it's just a small role because I don't know for example like it worked kind of instantly with Tom Holland's Spider-Man because he fit in but was also kind of fre- like a fresh face yeah but like within three films he's off in space like if you <laughs> in the next episode like uh, Miss Marvel was just thrown in space fighting Thanos, it would seem totally bizarre. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, but we'll see. I'm I'm hopeful. I feel like this is going to be a good one. It already is. I mean, we're halfway there, aren't we? So, uh, to quote uh, Bon Jovi, as they do in the show, is it only six well, episodes. We're halfway there. <laughs> Sorry, I, I think it's. Bon I've, I've assumed it's only. Six. I think it's yeah. Is it more? I don't. Six know. does feel like a sweet spot. Well. Mm. Maybe not sometimes. We'll get it to that later. Episodes. It is six episodes. <laughs> I am not a liar. Yeah, we should. I should have said this at the start. I'm all over the place. We are going to talk about uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi because that's all finished, but we're going to do it right at the end of the podcast after feedback. So we're going to go full spoilers on that just in case you haven't watched it yet. We don't want to ruin it for anyone because not that there's too much to spoil, but you know, there's very cool things and moments that yeah. happen. Uh, and some I'm sure that Dale thinks are less cool that we'll get to. No, well. like I said, that, like I, I just have, I over, overall, I liked it. Right. I just have some okay. issues. There we go. D- let's get to Dale's issues at the end of the podcast. <laughs> They're not that big. <laughs> Next up, Matt, I know there's a game you can't wait to start uh, just telling everyone they should be playing right now. And that is neon white. You gotta check this one out. It's my recommendation <laughs> of the week. Yeah. So, so it's a speed running shooter. Um, mm-hmm. that's it's pitched as having a like card based component about like picking stuff up and discarding it. Um, mm-hmm. I really think it's a genius move from the lads that developed it because it's like not especially card based, but it feels as if they were able to get in on a trend you know they mm-hmm. could sit on the steam store page be like oh it's got cards in it when it really could be anything i think i actually think that it's like a really cool thing that developers could learn to do like to find a thing that's potentially useful um that you could get on the back of without actually having to do it um but i'm playing so much of it this weekend as it's like a uh, like a time travel uh, time trial speedrunning mm-hmm. thing um my steam friends list is full up with a bunch of games journalists so I'm sitting at the top of it because, as we all know, Ooh, games journals are uh, absolutely side, terrible man. at games. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, wait. Let's see. Maybe I'll pick up this game. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, yeah I've... Matt, you said that you you just mentioned a minute ago about how you know the card element is. You're almost implying that as a good way to sort of advertise it. Mm-hmm. Like I disagree. When you when you well when you told me card that immediately switched made me switch off. What is You're it about not the card? Into it. Yeah, mm. you've not got on that trend of card games. Have no, you? but, but what is it about the card thing that like you find appealing? Like how well does it work in this? So instead of just like a three D spinning gun model being on the ground and you picking it up, it is just a. It looks like a card, yeah. and it, I guess it does convey a sort of mechanic because you've got like you pick them up and you can use them to shoot. But you can also throw the weapon away to do another ability. Like gambit, then. Is kind of, yeah, exactly. You charge it up, and yeah. So <laughs> uh, your machine gun, for instance, if you throw it away, it becomes a grenade that you can use to jump on and then get to a higher platform, or I also like hurt it. enemies too. 
Um, so the technique for this as well is that like you're trying to time when you're going to throw the weapon away in order to be giving yourself a, like a speed boost in certain right. areas. Um, and when you first play the level, it kind of guides you uh, visually down a direction where you absolutely don't want to go if you're trying to speedrun it. Um, it's like really creative level design that makes you think that there's one way to complete it and then the actual way totally different. Yeah, it's very inventive. Okay. I am see I every time I see a clip from it is one of those where I'm like, oh, I've got to give this a go. I'm not traditionally big into like a high like games where it's all about getting the high score, getting the fastest time. I tend to prefer like more of a single player like story experience. But there's something about this that I look at, I'm like, God, I would love to look that cool. <laughs> is it a game where you know, you think it's quite easy to get good at it? Like, is it quite easy to get into or for I'm not hugely big on these kinds of like time trial mm. ones. I, I do like leaderboard stuff. Like I mostly play like the uh the Zactronics stuff that they do, like um like uh Infinifactory, stuff like that, like mm-hmm. designing systems that work more efficiently than all of your friends and they give you leaderboards yep. at the end of it. But this is the first one where I've been like, I know if I just keep repeating this, I can get a time that's better than you know there anybody else. There is something about it that's appealing. I'm going to check it out. It's on. I know it's on Steam and Switch. Is that it at the moment? I think. Good. Yeah, that's that's where I've heard of it being. But yeah, I think mm-hmm. it could be everywhere. It feels like a good Switch game, but I also imagine having that mouse and keyboard mm-hmm. helps a lot with that sort of game. Um, also, the surprising thing about this, the lad that is in charge of this, he made that game Donut County before. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's gone from that to making some it's like a very weird shooter. switch up, isn't it? Yeah. How is... When I first saw this game announced, I was like, oh, I thought it was made by the Paradise Killer people because it has a very similar art style. It is, to that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's got. I'm not normally into that sort of art style, but there's something about this game that I want to try. Like I said, I keep saying there's lots of bits about it that normally wouldn't interest me, but then I see it in action, I'm like. Yeah, I've got to give this a go. Matt, how is the music? It feels like a game where music is going to be cool. At, I even uh, I, I wrote this joke for Twitter. I don't know if I even posted it, but I was like, um, oh, it's cool that the new Machine Girl album comes with a free game. Right. It's, like, it's, okay. it's so good. Yeah, like just on its own. It's amazing. I'm going to try it. Is there... So how long, like, for someone who's not into score chasing stuff, like, how many level, like, if you just wanted to play it all through once, do you know how roughly well, that would take um, you? along with my duties as uh, IGN UK's social coordinator, <laughs> I also run the How Long to Beat channel. Oh, there we so go. So I've uh, done a post about this the other day, and I think it's about five hours if you just wanted okay, to play it. That's, that's a lot more than yeah. I thought, because some of these levels are literally like 15 seconds mm, long. true. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't really care about trying to complete it, there is a normal, usual path through the level, which you won't find too difficult. Like If you mm-hmm. didn't want to chase the score, you could do it on your first first go. So nice. yeah, you wouldn't find it too difficult to get through. Mm-hmm. Alright, check out Neon White People if you want to get... That sounds like your cup of tea. Another... Annapurna banger, it sounds like. They very rarely, if at all, miss. Good stuff. Um, what have we got next? I tell you what we've got next. We've got a game that isn't out until September, I think, in the shape of Evil West. Me and you, Dale, um, recently got to play a bit of this game. Cause, we uh, did. I like So I haven't watched the gameplay video that's gone out there. Mm-hmm. I assume it's what we played? Um, some of it is, some of it is not of what we played. Ooh. But... Um, if you don't know what Evil West is, then a good place as they'll just need to check is on IGN. We've got a 10-minute exclusive extended gameplay trailer, which is just basically just 10 minutes of raw gameplay for you to watch. I feel like this one is going to be a bit of a sleeper hit for this Definitely. year. A lot of people either don't 
know it exists or maybe remember it being announced and have forgotten about it completely. But I think a lot of it, it ticks a lot of boxes for a lot of different people. The rough sort of pitch for it would be it's a third person action story based game that's kind of trying to thread that needle of like God of War and mm. Devil May Cry action, but in <laughs> but in a Western steampunk setting with vampires there's yeah. a lot going on i would i would say that is like the imagine the new latest god of war mixed with devil may mm. cry that in terms of combat and then the presentation is a western with vampires and that's yeah. kind of what it is and that's what it feels like that's what it plays like mm-hmm. it and it felt very good to play as well that's the key thing like each hit like i think we remarked on it when we were playing like each hit in each gunshot just feels good to do yeah. it has that sort of weight that made God of War feel so good in its combat, I feel. Mm. And it's like, I'm not going to overhype it. It's not got the same level of polish and same level of style and gameplay that God of War did for me. But this still looks a very, very good game. And I think a lot of yeah. people are going to enjoy it. I um, I think I used the word crunchy several times Ooh, yeah. when we were playing it. Uh, but it also has, I think, and bear in mind, I've only played about, you know, 10, 20 minutes of this. Um, mm. It immediately, and it's something I love in games when they do this, immediately made me feel powerful and a badass Mm. in the game. And I think that's something that has a great value to people who who don't necessarily have the time to be the most skilled at a game, but want to look cool and feel cool in a mm-hmm. game. And immediately out the gate, I, f- I got that vibe and that's why it immediately caught my interest. And I was like, hang on, this is something that I'm going to be into. Yes. Some of us are just born effortless at all, but you need a help. <laughs> I need the you... help. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some Also what you alluded to as well, the, the fact that like, don't go into this expecting like a triple A game. Cause I don't not, not, it's kind of that double A that we're kind of missing. Well, exactly what was going to be my point. It's like that, (laughs) that I feel like for, since like the PS3, Xbox 360 era, we've had this sort of missing void between like indie and triple A. And it's Mm. just been like, it's one or the other. And this feel, this and also like from the same publisher's focus, uh, Plague Tale feel like they fit in that Mm -hmm. somewhere in between where this is still a very good polished experience just maybe just shy of the budget, but also super good fun to play. People yeah. were saying that about um, the last game I can remember anybody saying that about was like Bio Mutant. Mm-hmm. That like kind of just okay, like yeah. you know, did what it needed to. Yeah, it's yeah. got a similar, yeah, similar, yeah, sort of things that looks, yeah, maybe looks a lot more polished and plays a lot better than it should do for the budget sure. it's on. Yeah, and that's good. yeah, I feel like Evil West should definitely check it out. We don't, I think it's just, oh, we haven't mentioned the key point actually, that the whole of that campaign is playable in co-op as well, which mm-hmm. is rare to see in like a, just a 10 hour story game. Imagine if God of War was like co-op, one of you was Atreus, the other one was uh, Kratos. And you That'd had be... guns. Yeah, and you had guns and there was <laughs> vampires and it was set in the West. Um, yeah, I don't know, I'm just, I'm quite excited about this game. I feel like I'm just going to have, it's one of those I'm going to have a good weekend What? within a couple of months yeah know. definitely i'm very very excited to play more of this game actually which is not something before we went to Paris to check it out mm. it's not something i ever thought about i saw that no. game and it kind of passed me by a little bit and when they said you want to play it i was like okay but then when yeah. i started playing i was like whoa it got my attention like, straight we went away. we went to paris to play a play tale and yeah it's like you know you go to the, you go to the shops you're like oh i'm gonna oh i need a good dinner i'm gonna find a good dinner but then in the corner of your eye oh what's that oh 
chocolates two for one. Well, I might as well get some of that. Sort of that, you know, Evil West is the chocolate in that scenario. Um, there's a really, really laboured metaphor. I was going to say, yeah. Plague, <laughs> yeah, yeah. in that scenario, Plague Tale is also the chocolate because it was a it two chocolate, for one. Yeah, <laughs> two lots of chocolate. Well. No, it's a tasty meal. That's like, I don't know, a, a, a barbecue spatchcock chicken with um, some dauphinoise potatoes. I don't know. That sounds good. That seems a, no, yeah. It's quite rich like that, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I'm not the biggest dauphinoise fan either. I don't know why I picked dauphinoise. Um, but there we go. <laughs> there we go. Listeners, uh, uh, tune in. Uh, let us know what you feel about what your favorite, potatoes. Yeah. What are your favourite yeah, potatoes? What's your favourite form of potato? <laughs> uh, yeah. Are you a simple chip person? Are you a potato waffle? Um, like a gratin. Exactly. My uh, the triple cooked chip fans, shout out. Let us know. They are good. <laughs> yeah. um, I am partial. Do you know what? I'm not overly keen on mash, but I no, do I'm love a croquette. This is Ooh, the cake chat from last week. Do you know what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm not massive on mash, but I do like it. I do like sweet potato mash. I really like Ooh, sweet yeah. potato mash. Or um, a carrot and uh, swede mash is also cool. Yeah, we, we got derailed here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, pulped veg. What's your favourite pulped veg? IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Um, I should also add there's sort of like Souls-like boss battles in Evil West as well. Not as quite as difficult as no. any Souls game, but I did beat it on the first I knew that's what you were building up. Everyone was impressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, someone in the room going, oh, he's done it. He's done <laughs> it first time. Go. He's done it first go. Oh, got to make that You hard, were playing Elden yeah. Ring at the same time when we went to play I game, will right? also add that the build we were playing was an alpha build that didn't have... I play inverted. There was no option to play inverted in that build, and I still did it. Yeah, still oh, did mate. it. So there you go. Um, I am an elite gamer, and Neon White will show everyone <laughs> One, why and if you never see me post a clip from that game it's because i'm shit at it <laughs> you're too good you don't want to let people in on the strategies no, i have a feeling i'll be shit that is the conflict that i'm having as well i want to show off but i don't want to teach people how it's done because they'll be oh yeah you score. can't give the secrets mm. yeah just post the time not the run that is <laughs> not the sign of a true master a true master mm. would share their tricks but then they develop mm. new tricks afterwards Come on, i mate. don't mm, i'm not sure about that anyway <laughs> let's talk about something that i watched there's a couple of quick things here that i've been watching and playing just because you know why not share uh here's a recommendation that i actually don't recommend at all um <laughs> last week spiderhead came to netflix the new film from joseph kaczynski the director of top gun maverick he's a, he's had a busy year um he made top this... gun like two years ago didn't he <laughs> Yeah, he filmed that a while ago. And Miles Teller's in it. It has right? Miles Teller in as well, yeah. and Chris Hemsworth. Um, in theory, you you read that director of Top Gun, um, Miles Teller, Chris Hemsworth, you think, oh, this could be good. Mm. Then you read then you read sort of like the synopsis, which is kind of like it's a future sci-fi world where basically prisoners are at this facility on this island called Spiderhead. And basically Chris Hemsworth runs this facility, is doing tests on them to sort of like, he's giving them like basically testing these new drugs to try and send emotions to them. So there's one that, for example, that makes them really excitable and horny. So he gives that to them one time. There's one that, you know, brings out their darkest fear. They turn their testing these like toxins, these drugs out on people. the opposite of equilibrium. It's kind of a little bit like that, um, but it's, there's no action, and you, you hear all this, and it's kind of got like an ex machina severance sort of feel, that sort of like clinical sci-fi look and tone to it. This sounds and good then, so far. Oh, it sounds brilliant, and then yeah. you watch it, and you discover it's just dreadfully dull. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, um, I just, I was so, I don't understand how he went from Top Gun Maverick, which is probably the most exciting film I've seen in many years, to this, which is just 
clinically boring. Um, it's there's not a lot to it. It's quite for me quite a dull sci-fi story. Miles Teller, Chris Hemsworth, and the cast—they're all good, but they're not given a lot really to work with. Um, it's just it's set basically in three rooms. There's just not a lot. It's just it's quite boring to look at. There's a few as, uh... 80s songs they throw in to liven it up. Does it strike you as one of those like COVID movies, right? They were just like, it we have three actors feels a bit like that. and yeah. like, no budget. What's the way- context for the 80s songs? Is it in not, the 80s? Not many. No, no, it's set in the near future, I think. <laughs> okay. um, um, it's, got, it's, it's got the feel, basically, of a mid-tier Black Mirror episode that's been strung out into an hour 40 film. Huh. Did okay. you see um, Windfall as well? Actually? I did see that. Yes. That was very much... For me, that sort of meh. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I sometimes really get on with that, like small cast, mm-hmm. like, you know, only a I few I preferred locations. Windfall. Mm-hmm. I got to say, I did find Windfall quite dull. This is duller. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it should be exciting. Everything about it should be exciting. But I don't know. I felt that like I was caught for a boring story that I'd kind of seen before. But you know what? Still check it out if you want. Other actually, people like it, I'm sure. I actually might. Because the premise sounds cool enough that, yeah. you know, we can have different opinions. I might like it. So I still feel like I exactly. want to have a look and see. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's reviews out there that say it's good. A lot of them are, are middling. But, you know, it's not a bad film. I've kind of, you know, it's just boring. All right. It's just it's just quite like there's not a lot to it. I thought maybe I went in expecting more and hoping for more, but I was just I was sadly let down. But, you know, not everything in life is good. I tell you what is good though. I finally started playing Final Fantasy X, the hot new game on the market. Uh, why? <laughs> because the last couple of months I've ever, basically ever since Elden Ring I've been like I need a new game, and I've just been basically playing Football Manager, FIFA. Like and watching stuff. Like I've just not played a new game, and this was one I always saw there, and I was like, "I'm gonna." I've been told I love this game, everything about it. I should like, and you know what? I'm 12 hours in now, and I'm having a fantastic time. Why 10? Why 10? Is it just because you were recommended that one specifically? Yeah, I just um, well, I've seven. I've tried a lot of times. I could never get properly into it. Okay. I love the remake. 13. I played most of. Like I'm not a big Final Fantasy. No. I don't have a big history with. Uh, um, I got uh, halfway through 13, thought it was okay. I remember at the time thinking it looked incredible. It's I not okay, it's shite. Uh, <laughs> 15 is <laughs> wow. probably worth a go. I'd I'm going to, yeah, so 15 after 10 for me. But I'm the thing I'm like about 10 is that it's surprisingly a lot more like Persona than I thought it would right. be. And that's what's getting me into it, I think. Um, I just you, like... Uh, how do you mean that, actually? I'd, I'd be interested in that, uh, in you expanding that one, because I, I don't really get that. Explain yourself, Simon. I feel like... Just more the tone of the group is a lot more like I feel like they're quite chirpy. I like oh, yeah. the more I quite like the more <laughs> modern setting of it, and also the fact that it largely does rely on for me the way I'm playing anyway the summon aspect of it, and you can just play solely as the summon. I feel like is quite personary. Mm. Um, I'd say it's you know it's not that close to Persona, but it's more Persona than the other Final Fantasy games I've played. Basically. I think as well, actually. It's got such a like interesting aesthetic design to it. Mm-hmm. Like it's quite dissimilar to any of the rest of them. Like this uh like I call it Beach Goth. Yeah, I, I really kinda, thought yeah. Beach Goth would take off more after this game. Like I thought it would <laughs> I really wish it had. Yeah. It's got almost got yeah. I'm I think that's why I'm liking it because it's not 
I'm just not big into the high fantasy stuff sure. when it comes to Final Fantasy. I know a lot of them don't necessarily go that way of it, but this one is much more sort of sci-fi. It is more a bit like Final Fantasy Seven. You say that, but my, uh, bear in mind, I've not played this game since it very first came out. Mm. So it's a very long time ago. But my memory of it was for the first few hours, you were in a very sci-fi environment and then you obviously travel to a different world, right? And I'm kind then- of traveling through it. At the moment, I'm uh, just about to travel across, is it Moonglow? Moonglow, Moonflow. Uh, I don't. Know. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't recall. Um, but I remember being disappointed that it didn't maintain the heavy sci-fi stuff, and it mm-hmm. went more fantasy. Well, don't ruin my eyes, but no, I'm just still, I'm still enjoying it a lot. Um, I'm just, it's just nice to. I know there's a lot newer ones I could be playing, but I just, I just no, fancied right. a good turn-based RPG, and I feel like having those three Persona games. I know they're coming soon uh, to Game Pass. Like going back playing those, I've I've held off playing those again. I'm gonna wait. I just fancied like a, ter- a good turn-based job. And also, and this is filling the hole. When you finish it, you got ten two to go on to as well. Exactly, I do have the collection. I'm playing. <laughs> do you know, that's a nice remaster. Considering that game's what twenty one years old, it looks yeah. it looks perfectly. How good. is the voice acting? Because I remember it being bad Ooh. back then. <laughs> um, well, I tell you, there's some questionable voices in that game. That they would not, if it was made today, uh, Wacker would not be sounding oh, like yes. that, or sure. performed by Bender from Futurama. Mm. It would not be. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm, the listeners at home can't see, but I'm pulling my shirt collar. But at the end, <laughs> <laughs> the um, the. I don't think you've got to the laughing scene yet, but do you, have you seen that video? Oh, I think I have. Yeah, I yeah. think I've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very it's fine. Scene. Like in 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 the context of the game, I didn't really bat an eyelid. A bat an eyelid, if you know what I mean. I was just like, yeah, this is weird. A, a <laughs> bit weird. Bit odd. Yeah. Um, how much uh, Blitzball are you playing? Oh yeah, I played the one game they made me to, and I thought it was yeah. and <laughs> stuff. So I haven't gone back. Um, um, I lost heavily. Didn't really understand the systems. I kind of do, but they also don't really seem to give you a chance at all. Um, but there we go. Disappointed you skipped over Final Fantasy IX, mate. Which I might is go back one the best day, one. But, but that one was not as easily available to me in remastered form. Sure. Um, it was also um, uh, very high fantasy for a lot of it. Mm. So, yeah, I can I can also, imagine being put off immediately with that. But it's At the time, cool. though, like that was a departure for the series because they mm. just had two like modern mm-hmm. ones. Yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. I think uh, if I'm going to do enough of Final Fantasy after this one, I will give 15 a go finally. Yeah. But I know that one's not turn-based. That's much more like Final Fantasy VII in its combats. It's going to be like, well, that's what 16's like as well, right? You just control one character, namely the legend mm-hmm. Clive in Final Fantasy sixteen. You, well. You're really annoyed about this. I'm fucking don't well Clive annoyed, a good mate. Name, don't <laughs> <laughs> what, give, give the listeners uh, some context. Why, why can Clive not be a hero's name? Um... No, I'm saying it can be a hero's name. It's people. Oh, it's sorry, other people yeah. saying it can't. Yeah, everyone's everyone's having a go at Clive. Yeah. So for context, like I don't think I've ever said it on the podcast before. My middle name is Clive. It is my dad's name as well. <laughs> my dad is, and he's an absolute, your hero. He's absolutely my hero. He's a legend, <laughs> and, and he has a massive sword and <laughs> fights. Yeah, he has massive hammers, not swords. <laughs> um, there we go. Clive is a good good name and i like it because it's different and it you know it catches it catches your ear and everyone all this clive slander needs to stop everyone get on board with clive as a hero there yeah no no one had a go no one said oh clive owen he's not a tough nut did they mad i honestly <laughs> saw someone on the internet saying squall was a better name i was like fuck squall. off squall that's a bit of water <laughs> <laughs> uh i do think titus is quite a good name though i'm into that yeah 
So yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, who's what's it? What's it? What's Titus's like bodyguard mate called? The one with like, I think he's got one arm and like a Auron. Oh, Auron. Yeah, yeah, he's cool. Yeah, he is cool. Do you know yeah. that there was that tweet that was going around the other day that was like, uh, Auron has this like world weary, tired of it all persona, and he's only thirty five. Jesus. Um, and when you were 15, that didn't, that made Ancient, sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when you were 25, it didn't make any sense. And when you're 35, it makes total sense again. Yeah, he's a young pup to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Anyway, everyone lay off Clive. Yeah. Um, who's your favourite Clive? Send it into IGN underscore UK me. feedback at IGN. You're not called Clive. It's my middle name. How is it? No, it's one of my names. I, I'm just imagining now you've got one of those big. Tat like almost like tribal style tattoos across your back that just says Clive. <laughs> no, <laughs> and I think you should. To be fair, I hated it when I was younger, but now I'm like I'm wearing into Clive. Wear it with it's honor. not. Like, it's one of those names that suits an, an old, older person. Isn't oh, it? Yeah. Like you, know, like Baby Clive is a bit weird. That is weird. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. my mom managed to persuade him not to have it as my first name. I don't know if that was ever his, the intention. Yeah, he'd be Clive the second. <laughs> Clive exactly. Jr. Yeah. And that is a fun. If they added the second, then the, everyone would think Final Fantasy 16 sounds brilliant. Um, <laughs> there we go. Let's. Why don't we move on? Why don't we play a bit of the Endless Search? Inside, it's a UK IGN crew. Shit. Yeah, yeah, and the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Is it in the search? Right, we've got a quiz this week that is not the infamous unnamed Metacritic IMDb game. Yeah, we're, we're mm. changing it up. Although, I must say, I read a feedback, I don't think it's been read out. I'm sorry, I apologise to whoever sent it in, sent it in, but someone submitted the name IMDBS and I was like, that's kind of good. That works. <laughs> isn't, <laughs> that, isn't that like a DBS check to see if you've like... There's DBS crimes. if you're allowed to work with children, yeah. Mm. <laughs> but I'm not thinking that. Mm. I've had one of those. I passed it, by the way. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. If, I don't think you'd be telling us if you hadn't. <laughs> I had one. I failed it. Failed it, yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. IMDB, and, but also BS, because it's bullshit that they write. I thought that was pretty good. There anyway. you go. Right, let's get to this week's game. This is sent in by Jack Lewis. And Jack Lewis says, Hi all, I've come up with a game called Film Stat Showdown. Feel free to come up with a better name. No, we're not starting another one of those. <laughs> we've already got a hard enough time deciding the name for this one. Right. To play, the hosts will need IMDb open and ready to search for films. Next, they will suggest a film statistic to the player, such as name a film that was made with a budget of 20 million. The two players must then each name a film. Whoever's film is closest to the stat, as listed on their film's IMDb page, gets the point. Simple. And now Jack suggested several categories, which I've chosen five of. Uh, so let's go for it. I should probably open IMDb before we get started. So I'm Ooh. ready to go with the searches. Uh, so uh, Some good guessing going on here, yeah. basically. That's so the first one, we need one film each, and whoever gets closest gets the point. And... Ooh. The category is a film released in the UK in July 1994. Oof. Are we taking turns? Or as soon as we've got one, do but we I, say I, it? Um, let's take turns because I'm, there might be somewhere where a bit there's of an order obvious to answer. This. Yeah. Um, so, Cardi, you go first on this one. So I'm thinking, obviously, thinking some sort of summer blockbuster. I'm racking my brains to think which of those would come out in 1994. I, I mean, don't know why I'm walking through the process here. You can uh, like any 
it's about closest, right? So if yeah. one of you said one in 95, but the other one said one in 97, then the 95 okay. would win. Well, I'm pretty sure I know a 1994 summer blockbuster, so I'm going to go with that, and I'm going to go with Speed. Speed, okay. Let me. Matt, That's a wanna... cracking film, isn't it? Speed. While I'm looking that up, Matt, do you want to suggest I yours? I don't know why this came to mind, but I've got a feeling. Uh, Dumb and Dumber. Oh, that is a night. I believe that's a nineteen ninety four film. They'll both be summer film films. I was going to say summer flings, but uh, you know. <laughs> okay, so I've got speeds one. Bear me, I'm being slow Ooh, here. That's going to be close. Yeah, I feel like it is going to be really close. Oh, okay, okay, I've got them. Right, this is tense. So speed <laughs> was June. Super Ooh. close. Super close. Dumb and Dumber was December. Uh, oh. I thought it was a summer film. Yep. There we go. It feels like a summer film, but still 1994, though, right? Apparently not. No, yes. I mean, they were, I think they were both good shouts. There we go. Right. Next one. One point to Cardi. Second category is a film that was made with a budget of 85 million. <laughs> Matt goes first. Uh, uh, yeah, Matt, you're first. Uh, Grown Ups 2. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know well, that they're like drastically over budget for what they get. I'm trying to think. Cause it's got, you don't say too. It's grown up like you're talking over a hundred million for like big sci-fi, so I'm not going to go that route with it. I'm going to go for a big film that wasn't sci-fi, um, that maybe had some stars in it. I'm trying I mean, to think. Feel free to take your time because I'm struggling to find where the budget is. <laughs> I think they normally list it in like the box office section. Ah, yes, got it. Yeah. Uh, okay, but, uh, I'm going to go with... I'm just going to pick a random film that I like. Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards. I think it's going to be over. It probably is over, but I'm hoping not by too much. We're not in a, like a, whatchamacallit, Price is Right scenario here, are we? If you go over, you, you, you lose. A couple of good guesses here, guys. Very close. Well, close enough, you know. <laughs> uh, so, Matt, you said Grown Ups 2, surprisingly. Uh, we're looking for 85, and Grown Ups 2 was 80. So Whoa, I'm not a bit... That's, that seems very good. Cardi, you said Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards, surprisingly, was 70 million. Oh, so, wow, okay. Get that, in. That feels but really cheap. They're having the last laugh, because I bet that made more money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, actually, we can look at that. Uh, it's in but dollars, I'm losing the game. Uh, so 120 no, million... Oh, sorry. Worldwide was 321 for Inglorious hmm. Bastards. And deserve was, more. Deserve more. I would actually. Do you know what? Grown Ups is probably one of those films that did like. I've never than watched it. To be fair, it's I, on. I don't it, think I, I bet it's on will. telly more often as well. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's probably on every streaming platform as well. Um, oh, I've lost the box office. Uh, oh, Two hundred forty-six for Grown Ups. Oh, well, so Inglorious Bastards has made more. Are they? They were both happy with that outcome. Yeah. There we go. All <laughs> right. Next one. Name a film rated seven point four on IMDb. <laughs> Or as close as is where mm, mm. a film that's I'm going to go with the route of a film that I think is very good that some people probably underrate um, and there's a lot of those <laughs> um, I, I, well I mean wait, I just got to pick a film I'm going to look around my room I'm going to look on my DV I'm going to look at my Blu-rays over there um Minority Report. Let's go with that. That's good. That what? should be in. That should be in the eights. I know, that <laughs> but film. it's probably not. I think it's massively underrated. That film. Uh, 
So, okay, I nearly said it out loud there. Okay, uh, and Matt, what, <laughs> what's your suggestion? Like Ant Man. Okay, Ooh, that's Ant-Man. probably a, because Marvel ones are only always up a bit higher than you think. I think. Okay, this is a good one. Ooh. So, Caddy, you said what are we aiming for again? Seven point four. Caddy, you said uh, Ant Man. No, sorry, you said Minority Report. 7.7, so wow. 0.3. Still too low for Minority Report. Yeah, that is. And Matt, you said Ant-Man. Ant-Man was 7.3, so you oh, were 0.1 yes. off. <laughs> nice. Try, I'm What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got two more categories. It's currently 2-1 to Matt. Uh, the next one is name a film ranked at 300 in IMDb's popularity. So that's not the top... That's like current, isn't it? Like, yeah. what's the current? Yeah. So, like, current. Like, for example, I've got Ant Man open right now, and it says it's one thousand one hundred forty seventh. This is like out of uh, ratings, right? Like, yeah. So the yeah. overall scores of IMDb, what is rated the three? Well, close popular, to, but 300. like that's like trend. It's almost like what's trending three hundred, yeah. isn't it? Uh, I don't know. Um, it's not me first. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's Matt. It's you first. Uh, I think. Um, Arrival. Okay, Arrival. That feels like a good shout. Yeah, it's like, it's it's good. It's not, you know, it's not within the top 100. But... Uh, okay, I've got, a, I've got a number for Arrival. Um, <laughs> what's a film? Uh, <laughs> what's a film with you? Um, I think it's something that came out like last year. What would have been? Maybe... Uh, I'm gonna still say it's popular. I'm gonna go with Spider-Man: No Way Home. I'm gonna say okay. it's, it's still. I think that'll be too high. It may well be. I have no idea how the popular. I I, I don't know how frequently this is updated. I don't know. Jesus, sorry. Yeah, it's a, probably like top ten in it. That's a surprise. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, kind of spoiler them there. Spider-Man: No Way Home yeah, is thirty-nine. Yeah. That is there not the thirty-ninth best. Film. I suppose in popularity terms. Though. Yeah. Um, but, but if Matt's Matt, a thousand out, I win. <laughs> so Matt, you were five hundred and eighty. You were. Oh, there so we go. Matt, you just win it. I think it's Wait, actually a lot closer than it looks on Ooh, paper. Does he? I think. Wait, no, because it was three hundred. Oh yeah, right? I win it. But yeah, I lose by seven. No. What? Hundred eighty to one hundred seventy-one. Yes, Akadi, you win it. No, uh, wait, yeah. Is that right? No, just a minute. What? Where was I? Thirty-ninth. Yeah. Yeah, I, I win it then, yeah. No, By 19. Wait. 39, 300, 261, right? Yeah. Anybody who's any good. And, and, and then 280. And that was 280. Yes, you're right, Gaddy. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, yeah. sorry. The mass, the pressure got to me. <laughs> oh. uh, right, okay. Come so, on now, what's this? Uh, that was good anyway, because that means we're two all now. Or one oh, it does. That oh. makes it exciting. Oh, I threw that on purpose. And anything, anything could be next. Yeah. God knows what stat it is. So, I'm just checking a film with five chimpanzees in it. <laughs> it's not that obtuse, I'm afraid. Uh, name a film with a runtime of two hours and ten minutes. Oh, am I first? You are first because I think I know one that might be bang on. Oh, he's flexing. Oh. Top Gun Maverick. Okay, <laughs> it's it's very close to that. If it's not exactly that. Because I okay, I feel like uh, even in the office we talked about it being two hours and ten minutes as well. So. Uh, <laughs> um, done a lot of work on this film. Uh, what, what have you got? Oh god, I have a backup uh, if it is as a tiebreaker. Gladiator. 
Mm, okay. I feel like that's longer. Yeah, I think you might be right there. Uh, I'd, I'd guess two hours 25 for Gladiator. Okay. All right, so Gladiator is two hours 35. Mm. Top Gun Maverick, two hours 10 minutes. Oh, <laughs> wow. He wins with a flourish. Yeah. I think you should actually get a bonus point. It's meaningless because you win anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think it, the bonus is we get to talk about Top Gun Maverick again. Oh, God, that's what a, a good movie. Film. <laughs> and Dale, get yourself sorted out and see Top Gun Maverick. Do you know there's a bit where uh, oh, Miles probably. Teller hits his head at the top of the <laughs> Yeah, I've heard yeah, about exactly. it. Yeah. <laughs> they left it in. Um, also, Jack finishes... Thank you, Jack, for sending that in, by the way. I enjoyed it. Um, he finishes off by saying, P.S., on the off chance you do play this, which we did, can I also request the theme from Grandstand at the end of the episode? <laughs> it's a banger. Why not? Consider it done. Yeah. <laughs> Grandstand yeah. theme is a banger. I always get that Not and right. uh, Ski Sunday mixed up. And Black, yeah, and Black they Beauty. They all kind of yeah, blend. Al- almost definitely done by the same band. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, let's go on to some feedback then. I think, Matt, you've got the first one up here. Do I? It's Ooh, on the document, do. mate. It's In the doc. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've got a fresher oh, here. Yeah. We go. Oh, I didn't know there was a second page. <laughs> oh, it scrolls. Oh, oh. Nice. oh it scrolls. <laughs> um, okay, this one comes in from Kieran. Uh, do I say the full name? Is that like a... You can yeah, if you yeah, want. We're not doxing anyone. I'm just going to say Kieran. There um, we go. On the subject of AWOL game series. Hi. Mm. Long first. Where <laughs> the F are they now? F-Zero and Wave Race. C in it. <laughs> kind regards. Oh, eloquently put there, clearly. <laughs> yeah. F Zero and Wave Race. Not two series I have any great love for. I feel like you might, Matt, considering your trombone love, maybe there's a bit of F Zero or Wave Race in you. I think that like the F Zero music is really fantastic, mm-hmm. but I've got no real affinity for no. the series at all. Mm. Like I realise the importance, but yeah, it's not really my thing. Kind of think there's no. just like those sort of games now. There's so many equivalents, right? If you want mm. a good racing game, there's loads of options out there. We don't need F Zero and Wave Race necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, That's sorry. <laughs> don't know. Really cool Rejected, though. Kieran. Rejected. <laughs> it's not coming back. With the uh, with the advancements in water physics, though, it would be really cool to have like a boat, like a really good boat racing game, like a speed boat. That mm-hmm. would be pretty sick. Yeah, there's not really. I mean, the closest you get these days are probably playing GTA Online. Yeah, why? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Any any good uh, water based racing games out there? Send them to IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN dot com. I've got an email here. One here that I'm, I'm sure Dale's going to love listening to. So uh, honestly, I read this email come in and I was like, I don't want to read this out because it. Well, yeah, I wasn't going to make you read it. Out, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm some questions for you. Mm. This is from Thomas Plant. He says. Hi all, long time listener, second time writing in. A few small there, a few a few small things I wanted to mention. I finally caught up with Dale's Dittman video. That's the one on uh, the Resident Evil uh, glitch. If you didn't know about that, mm-hmm. uh, which I saved my phone notes back in March. Or oh, it was worth the wait though, wasn't it? There we go. Um, it was fantastic and really interesting. I had no idea about this glitch or even much about Resi uh, speedrunning in general. How much time did you dedicate to working on this video, Dale? And do Dale, do you have any similar videos you're currently working on? Didn't this sound this like something like I've written I'm doing an interview? Yeah, this is a plug for the video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're trying to get the views on that one up. Uh, yeah. Thomas, is Thomas Plant an anagram of Dale driver? No, no, it is not. <laughs> Thomas, thank you very much. Um, if you 
do have questions, like feel free to like DM me or message me instead of doing it on a podcast. It might be a bit, no, but for no, anyway, people, more people might want to hear. Well, it's a bit self-indulgent, isn't it? But I would say, well, how much yeah. time did I dedicate to it? I was working on it for about a year on and off. Not like every day, um, just when I had time to do it. Um, but I first reached out to Ditman a good seven months before I actually finished it. Mm -hmm. So it, these things take a while trying to find these people. Uh, and similar videos, yes, a couple of ideas. That's all I can really say. Ooh, there we go. It's all right. You can you can be self indulgent, you know. Mm. Um, if I watch my Top Gun Maverick video, you know? <laughs> everyone else has already. So, you know, <laughs> all right. More mate. people caught up. Um, <laughs> uh, there's more, though, from Thomas. He's got a game here that I've actually. It does ring a bell, but I never played. Um, he writes in about an old mobile game originally on iPhone called One Single Life. Mm. It's around 10 years old, I believe, but I remember how original it was back then. In short, you controlled a character who ran across the screen at increasing speed and then had to tap the screen just before the end of the roof to jump across to the next roof. This got steadily harder until you most likely failed and fell to your death. The point of this being you only had one life. The game was over and any time you rebooted it, you were still dead. <laughs> one way around this was to uninstall the game then reinstall. There was an extra life hidden behind which I eventually found in the end credits where you could jump to different clouds and eventually end up back in the game for one last attempt. Have you played anything similar to this kind of idea? That's uh, Thomas' question. Then he says he loves the podcast. That's very nice. Thank you, Tom. Respect the gravediggers. Respect the bloody sea. And all who almost drowned in it. <laughs> And finally, thank you for being epic. I won't go that far, um, but I'll take it. Just, oh, and he also says he hails from Birmingham in brackets. Someone has to live yeah, there. Not my that. opinion. I don't mind Birmingham. You don't You don't like Birmingham, do you, Dale? Only because I grew up somewhere very close to it and there's some, an inherent rivalry there. But yeah. You once told me the bull ring should be burnt down, is what you said. I said the bull ring, more like the bull bag, is what I said. No, no. God. <laughs> Big um, words. Um, um, before you answer these questions, I just want to confirm something. Matt, do you respect grave diggers and the sea? I have no reason to cross them. Good, good, good okay. answer. Yeah, good cool. answer. Um, once I feel like I have heard of this game. I don't think I ever played it. There were a um, couple that have used this like technique. Like there was um, mm. there was one called um, the Passage uh, by Jason Rower. It's like an indie about like just walking from like the left to the right and like mm -hmm. you know you grow up you get married you know a bunch of other stuff and then you die and it's only like a couple like a minute long basically and that um, makes life go by so much quicker as well we have to do that over the course of what 70 80 90 years yeah for looking it's it so much really. easier <laughs> i know uh there yeah. was another one as well called uh one chance i think uh it was like a new grounds thing but it was about you attempting to prevent some um, disease from taking over the world. Okay. Um, and if you spend too much time on the research, then your family life falls apart. Um, that sounds about right. Yeah. But the, the world survives. But if you spend too much time with your family, then, you know, everybody dies. Mm, um, tough, tough weighing up that. Mm. Uh, I don't know what I do. Mm. Um, it feels like the sort of game that like I said, works well on browser or mobile because you're not paying for it necessarily. Yeah. Like imagine if you paid 60 quid for Elden Ring and you die once and then that's it. Can't play it again. <laughs> um, Kojima was giving it that like 20 years ago. He was like, I oh, want to make a full God. price game yeah. that you can only of play once. He did. But yeah. is that is that good? Or is that just like a eye-catching gimmick? You know, like, is it fun? Like, I suppose you, the amount of stress levels that will come over you while you're yeah. playing that game, I guess. But it doesn't sound like it's there are fun. like permadeath games, aren't there? Like you can play, like for example, you can play The Last of Us Two in 
lot lots of games to be fair yeah. in permadeath mode it's just like that's it you're done um to me that's the opposite of how i want to play games but... i have played um i played dead space 2 where i think it was a mode where you only get free saves and that's mm. it um and then that is fun but i still had those free saves you know and i could yeah, yeah. there was still you basically get free lives i still did a chance you, uh, did you know the game well by that point when you were when you were playing it oh yeah, yeah it's on the and the free lives thing is on the hardest version of it so i'd already played it for a couple of times i suppose but. that was how games used to work like when i first played games on the nes like you know mario if you died that was it game over start again from the very beginning yeah like, but you could also finish those games in like 40 minutes and they weren't eight, yeah, nine true. ten hours long you know and more yeah Interesting topic there. Thank you, Thomas. Right. Um, I've got one last email, and it's a very important one, Dale. Right. This is from Matt, and he says, You want to know my favourite cake? Fine. <laughs> Call me a basic bitch all you want. I don't care. The only cake I ever want is a chocolate cake with chocolate frosting. It's what I wanted on my birthday every year. You can make it from a box of cakes mix. You can grab the frosting off the shelf. I don't care. Chocolate, chocolate. That's my cake. Gratitude to the gravediggers. Respect the sea. Revere the sky, Duncan, and all that jazz. I was needlessly aggressive, but you know it's chocolate cake, so I kind of understand. Um, I have nothing against you wanting chocolate cake, Matt. If you want to eat chocolate cake, eat it. Um, yeah. It's not the best. I would say definitely not the best. Like it's too much chocolate. I need a mix. I need a balance. I like a layer of chocolate. But I don't want it. Yeah, all I do chocolate. like a chocolate fudge cake, but like hot with ice cream. Oh, that is good actually. Yeah. Have you got? Have you guys got any favourite cakes? You I had hoped that you would ask. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. waiting, begging that you would ask. <laughs> um, I remember the pub that I used to run for a little while. There was a cafe mm. right next door that did an amazing red velvet with like Ooh. way too much of the like cream cheese stuff on top of it. Absolutely beautiful. I think about it all the time. I'm gonna cheat, but not cheat, and say <laughs> cheesecake. I mean, it is a top cake. Yeah. It is a top cake. It feels um, like it's not a cake, but it's in the name, so it's fine. Oh, do you know what I've got in the fridge right now is uh, one of those uh, Lotus Biscoff cheesecakes. Oh, yes, yeah. please. Oh. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. Yeah, um, uh, all for me. It's not all for me, sadly. We've but, started um, buying a Biscoff spread, which is... Uh, oh, it's dangerous. It <laughs> is, yeah. <laughs> it's like a time bomb just sitting in your, uh, in your closet, in your kitchen. All Americans might turn their nose up at this, but when I'm in America, Cheesecake Factory is an absolute go-to. I, I have been once. It was, you know, the food itself was... Oh, forget the food. Mediocre. I'm there for the, the cheesecake. cheesecake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, um, um, me and my wife went, when we were on our honeymoon, we went to the Cheesecake Factory for food. thought it was terrible, but we had the dessert. We liked it so much every night. Whenever, whatever restaurant we went to, we would leave and go to Cheesecake Factory to get dessert on the way back. Mm-hmm. Just to have a different one every time. Amazing place. We need it in the UK. Give. <laughs> there we go. Let's start that petition. <laughs> Cheesecake Factory in the UK now. Um, thank you for listening. It's the end of the podcast if you're not interested or haven't watched Obi-Wan Kenobi. Because from here on in, we're going to have a little section where we talk about what we thought of the finale. What we liked. Maybe what we didn't. So yeah, um, here's I don't know a little bit of Star Wars music that I'm sure Dale's gonna splice. We've got to put Grandstand in. That's for the very end. <laughs> or do we put it now? Because then if you're not, no, we into, do everyone. Do you put Grandstand to. now. Yeah, yeah. So it's, okay, Grandstand now, and I'm gonna somehow smoothly transition into Obi Wan Kenobi from, <laughs> from Grandstand. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> that's how I'm. Uh, that's, how, that's, my, that's why I'm not playing Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, I Did the dialect coach teach you how to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's the Didn't only reason it. he's not playing Obi Wan Kenobi. 
Yeah, it's the only. <laughs> Can't grow a beard either, actually. So that's another one. Uh, everything else. Got it. Um, I really enjoyed Obi-Wan Kenobi in the end, especially that last episode. Mm. I know maybe everyone's not as hot on it as me, but uh, I really, really liked it. I thought it was... That last episode is kind of what I had in my head this show would be when they first announced it. I thought the fight scene between Vader and Anakin was really well done. Vader and Anakin? I liked... Wow, I didn't see that one. Well, that's true. <laughs> it is actually thematically. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. It's the so it's funny, yeah, battle, bit yeah. of a Freudian slip there. <laughs> um, but there you go. Uh, between uh, yeah. Obi Wan and yeah. Vader, even. Um, yeah, I really liked it. I do think, um, and I've written my full season review of the show. That should be up by the time this is released. And I do, yeah, I do think the script does let it down a lot of times because I think the core is there for it to be a good show. I think the themes they were trying to get to were good. Um, but the script does let it down sometimes. Sometimes the action lets it down. I think the lightsaber fights in general have been very good, Mm -hmm. but outside of that, we talked already about the laughable chase scenes and some of the shootouts not being very good. But yeah, overall, I I really enjoyed it. I I thought it was a worthwhile TV show. I learned more about Obi-Wan and Leia's relationship, which is something you never really get in the films. Um, So yeah, I feel like it deepened that. And yeah, I, overall, I just I really enjoyed it. I um, largely want to echo what you said. Like, I think the the last episode, I thought the Obi Wan Kenobi and Anakin Vader stuff was like superb. Like, I really, mm. really enjoyed it. It felt like the natural evolution from Revenge of the Sith to A New Hope, of where their relationship was going. I thought it's fantastic. I thought the stuff with his mask being split open and then the voice changing between Hayden Christensen and James Earl Jones, like amazing stuff. Like, fantastic show. I guess my issue with the show, and it's not an original opinion because I've seen people on the internet saying, but I agree with it, is the idea that this feels like four episodes or a movie as opposed Mm -hmm. to a six episode show. You know how they released that Clone Wars movie Um, and it was was, uh, several episodes of the Clone Wars stitched together and put out as a movie. It feels like (laughs) the opposite of that. It feels like this was a movie that they've padded out to make into six episodes. I feel like there was maybe a bit too much in there for it to be one movie. I do feel like a TV show was kind of right for it, but I do agree. There's some, they could have streamlined it. I like, I like the Reaver stuff in principle and the Inquisition stuff. I do feel like it gets muddled in with the Obi-Wan and Vader stuff. Whereas it feels like there's like two good ideas for a show here. Sure. They've kind of been melded into one and neither really. I think the Obi-Wan and Vader stuff in the end does give you what you want, but like Reaver's storyline, like, in no part down to the actress or I should say like, there's some ridiculous stuff been said about her. Like she's very good mm-hmm. at what she needs to do. Absolutely. Like just her story isn't given it's a very predictable story, it's not fleshed out enough, like and it just it's a very predictable arc, I think, yeah. which is a bit disappointing. I, I don't know that I buy it at the end where she's like, Oh, I, I can't kill Luke, but I was mm-hmm. perfectly happy to kill Leia up until I had to walk away <laughs> and have a different meeting. Yeah. Yeah. I th- I find the whole thing with her and Luke completely contrived at the end it was the one thing i didn't like about the final episode Uh, none of that made sense to me and also from a drama perspective it was ultimately useless because not for one second did we think anything was really any major consequences Mm -hmm. going to happen there so it almost felt like it had equal problem yeah but almost like this felt like it had no power whatsoever like when she approached luke and they literally had a scene where she's carrying him and they were acting like is he dead or not i was like 
this carries no weight whatsoever. Very if they'd done a body swap or something, yeah. yeah. The Luke we knew for all time was someone completely different. Like, <laughs> like yeah, a Metal Gear Solid Five, still then. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this Luke had all the recessive genes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I and I think that part of it led down. Like, and again, I, I want to be clear. I'm, I think this is a really good show. I think it's the best. Um, well, it's the best Disney and Marvel. Sorry, Star Wars and Marvel show that I think of seen on disney plus i think uh, mm-hmm. maybe mandalorian was like probably maybe people think that's better i think i enjoyed this more um i just i think it could have been a really good film especially in sp- considering if it was a film i feel like the production value would have been higher and i feel like they could have splashed out a bit more on locations and mm-hmm. sets because it was a lot of barren land that we dealt yeah. with in that show yeah i like i've written on my review i think it had a hard job it does have that problem of trying to invent jeopardy whereas we know nine out of ten of those characters yeah. are surviving mm-hmm. but it is ultimately i think it knows that and it's not trying to often think make you think these people are going to die it is more interested in developing those relationships and those characters and the stuff with especially with leia and obi-wan i think is great yeah. um like it shows a side to obi-wan like a real tender side we haven't seen and yeah i feel like it it doesn't really betray what the prequels did with obi-wan and anakin but also builds on what is to come in a new hope and you understand more why Leia is asking for sure, yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi. I've seen a lot of people like nitpicking and it's like, oh, this now makes no sense. This now makes no sense. It's like, people weren't doing that back in 1977 saying, oh, well, that's a plot hole. That doesn't make sense. It's like, just, I think some people just need to enjoy it, like sit back and enjoy it a bit. <laughs> I, I, I feel that about myself sometimes. Sometimes I find myself nitpicking it and just, I've got to try and check myself and say, look, this is, you know, this is a, Ultimately, it's, it's a children's fantasy. Product, right? yeah, we, yeah. That's what I've got swords that yeah. glow, right? It's exactly. Like, but it's something... if this series had come out when I was ten, I'd I'd be rewatching that Vader and Anakin fight at the end so much. I'm tempted to. I was thinking about rewatching it again last night as well. I didn't, but I probably will tonight, just because. Yes, like you said, yeah. the child inside me like really wants yeah. to see those and, things and again. Some of that dialogue wasn't top notch, but again, when you're ten, eleven, are you really going? Well, that dialogue was a bit off. No, uh, I, you know, I get that argument, but I'm also saying like. Just because something is primarily for children doesn't mean we can't no. put more work and, into and it to make it more. Ultimately, did enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. we like we like video games. So yeah, you know, exactly. toys. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. um, I think yeah. I just I think for me it was like a ninety percent there of being a really good product. Mm. It was just that ten percent that really niggled on me a little bit. And I think mm-hmm. with a bit more attention, to, a bit more care, it could have been there, or a bit more uh, financial investment. I think, as well. yeah. Again, referring to my season review, that's what I've written. Like, it needed like one or two more passes on the script and a yeah. bit of streamlining, and it could have been something really great, like, like really great. I would say the secondary cal- characters were all pretty dull. Like, I can't remember the guy's name. The guy's like the resistance guy who's just hanging out. Begins with an R. What's his name? Like Regan or uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah. He, he wasn't a lot. Like Kamal really... and Johnny just kind of comes yeah. and goes. Well, he was, he was. Oh, this guy's an antagonist, and then. Yeah. And then at the end of this episode, it's like, I trust you with my life or whatever. And it's like, it, I didn't feel like that the, uh, relationship was the writing thing of, uh, we need to just condense the amount of characters that we've got. Can we just bring Kamel back for this episode? Yeah, yeah. it did feel like that. I, I also yeah. felt um, there was a bit in, the, I think, the second to last, oh, no, this episode, where he was like, oh, I've got to uh, I've got to go so that he can have time to fix the engine. He's like, he's not fixing the engine now. He's sat in the room with you. Like, <laughs> they, did, be... they did feel like a lack of jeopardy in that vehicle mm. when they were being fired on by a Star Destroyer, where they're all just having very slow conversations conversations it's that thing of like 
and you can point back exactly the same thing happens in a new hope like a star destroyer with loads of tie fighters loaded is just slowly chasing this this ship that it could easily take down but they're ultimately trying to board them aren't they then yeah. take them they're not trying to destroy That's everyone true. on that ship but yeah i i, I ultimately okay. thought it was yeah. very good again nitpicking it's... i understand ultimately i thought this is like compared to like boba fett these are worlds apart like how good oh is... yeah this was like really like sort of invigorated the the, st- the Star well, Wars child. McGregor is so good. Yes, like yeah. he he like drives that thing by himself really. And they've already had talks about oh we'd love to do another season. It's like I don't. There's no need. There's no need now. I I don't think there's. They struggled to tell much of a story in this mm. that wasn't just character building really like unless they have something really incredible like the Luke and Leia stuff. You've got to leave that now. You can't bring them back into it. Yeah, yeah. Like. Like it, it ends with basically Obi Wan going off into that valley and going right. Here's me for the next ten years. Well, I was going to say, yeah, it loses its power <laughs> if he goes off on a load more adventures and meets up with Vader a bunch of times. Yeah. It's like well, I feel like that's got to be. Yeah. That's got to be it. Um, they described that uh, somebody in uh, one of the other uh, channels at work was saying that um, the goggles that he's wearing at the end is an implication that he's about to go and do the rest of his adventures from the mm. comics because that's what he looks like in those. Okay. So yeah, I Who think knows? that like the show. It's gonna. It has some imagery and some characters that I'm gonna be thinking of, like as shorthand for basically the rest of my life. But it's mm-hmm. the connecting stuff, like you know, it does feel stretched out. But there are really core key moments in this that seem like really important. Mm-hmm. Like even like you know, Freck, the Zach Braff character yeah. from. I'm just. I'm gonna be thinking about that like sniveling, like you know, bootlicker mm-hmm. like archetype for the rest of my life. Okay. Oh, and <laughs> also, I would be remiss in not mentioning four letters, two words. Ned B, oh, oh mate. <laughs> classic Star Wars character. The only person I've heard that that loves Ned I B. I couldn't even remember <laughs> so his good. name until you he's pointed gone out. Forever. Um, he was going to hit that stormtrooper with a hammer. He's no, you know, he's no Babu Freak, is he? Come on, mate. Let's be yeah, real. He's, no, it's he's true. Cli- it's you know, Clive of his hammers. It's the one and two best Star Wars characters. <laughs> the ultimate yeah. legend of the universe, mm. Babu Freak. Um, I actually really liked how they did the lightsaber duels in this as well. I yeah. thought they found a really nice balance, and actually they were mostly very well shot and just do every style do every lightsaber fight either in smoke or in like darkness because it looks so much cooler mm, yeah. it's fun than as just well thinking about the lightsaber turning off as like you know going stealth mode like you can't yeah. you, i'm literally not projecting light so you can't see me it's I, just a cool mm, use of it i feel like with this show as well they also delivered on like childhood fantasies like things when i was a kid and i'd think about what you could do with the like force vader snapping your neck well, yeah. that was a childhood fantasy oh, yeah. but I'm, I'm more specifically <laughs> thinking of when um he caught the ship from taking off and pulled it back yeah, down yeah. like stuff like that that i would always imagine as a kid being told about what this force is but never see on film mm-hmm. um it had a lot of that and yes it, it, it as much as things annoyed me it filled me with a lot of it, like childhood it delivers joy. a lot of what yeah it delivers a lot of what people wanted i think yeah. which is it's ultimately a good thing. And he said, hello there again, which I'll let them off. Even the, I think it did, it was very restrained, especially as um, Disney plus shows go at being fan service and lots of cameos. It didn't really do much of that for a large portion of its run. It allowed itself a bit at the end of the hello there and the Qui-Gon. I, I, I was perfectly happy with that Qui-Gon there. I thought yeah, it, was, it was fine. It was timely. It was fine. It, um, and Liam Neeson, you know, you can never have enough Liam Neeson, can you? So, did he yeah. like? Is it my imagination? Because I haven't watched like prequels in a well, Phantom Menace in mm. a while. Did he sound way more Northern Irish this time than he did? I haven't. Have I haven't overly that. examined it. Yeah. <laughs> I just uh, I heard his voice. I'm was not like, doing the voice this time. Yeah, <laughs> so I can't be asked. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was all good. I was just glad. I thought they were going to do something mad, and like Maul would turn up with his spider legs. I'm glad they didn't go 
that direction with it. But, God, do you remember when yeah. Darth Maul was at the end of uh, um, Solo? Solo, yeah, yeah, that went nowhere, didn't it? <laughs> That'll come back at some point. Isn't, um, oh, what's her name? Amelia Clark. Yeah. Isn't she in and she's in one of the things coming up. Is she in Andor? She's in one of them. Oh, that that sounds like it makes sense being in Andor. I'm, uh, yeah. We're playing a game now which is which series is Mace Windu going to show up again? <laughs> like it, it will happen. I was like, would it be this? I thought it might be. Nah, he's he's gone surely he's gone. He's, they will do it. I'm to be fair, <laughs> it would look more normal him being his age now dressed up as Mace Windu than it did of Hayden Christensen dressing up as a Padawan Anakin, which looked bizarre. He looked about 50. He did. He looked like an old man cosplaying as him. <laughs> anyway, Obi-Wan was good. I think we can agree. Uh, I'll I'll probably miss him. Oh, well. I like Ewan McGregor. Why is Ewan McGregor not doing more stuff? Get him doing more stuff. He's yeah. doing a lot of adverts on TV. Uh, yeah, He's doing there his thing. There we go. He's doing his thing. Uh, and we're going to do our thing and, and go away. Um, so, yeah. Thank you uh, for joining me, lads. Good first episode, Matt. Congrats. <laughs> yeah, cheers. <laughs> uh, everyone go play uh, trombone and have, yeah. a, have a wonderful weekend. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Bye. See ya. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.